So hello and welcome to the 43rd episode of the Spotlight Podcast, the unofficial podcast for Century 21 sales representatives in Canada. We discuss the hot topics and important news in the real estate industry. So I'm your host, Linus Killius, and with me as always is Aaron Richardson. How's it going, Aaron? Good, Linus. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty excited for a conference, actually. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'd ask you if you're going, but I know you're going because we're doing a podcast together on the Tuesday. We'll be there. Yeah. So for those of you that are going to conference and those of you that aren't, we're doing a podcast on Tuesday of the conference in the Supplier Expo area at 1230. So you have to come and check it out. You can check out the live version of it. We're going to be interviewing two uh, members of the Future Leaders Network, Center 21's Future Leaders Network, uh, and talking about the future of real estate. That'll be the topic. And that's about as much as I'll tease for now. But uh, yeah, if you're going to go to conference, definitely check it out. If you're not going to conference, as always, the audio and the video will be up on our website just per usual. So Aaron, I almost forgot the, your, the rest of your intro there, is a broker and general manager with Century 21 Heritage Group and has an extensive background in online marketing, technology, and customer service. And I'm the head of business development at the real estate marketing company, Homania. So Aaron, do you have your hotels and everything booked? I sure hope so because I heard the hotel is pretty much booked up now. Yeah, we had a little hotel mishap, I guess. Uh, I don't know. If they, we have confirmations for three nights, and then they said, well, we only have it here for one. So we've got to sort of figure things out. I know we've got two to three nights, and then we might be moving over to another uh, hotel, but we've got it worked out. Yeah, my hotel is actually about 20 minutes away from the conference. I'm bringing oh. the family up for the, nice. the weekend before, so we're heading up, uh, and there's a very family-friendly one. It's like I said, it's about a 20-minute drive or whatnot, but uh, my wife was like, you know what, I should probably get a hotel. We should probably get a hotel where there's like some nice facilities for kids to play, like water play areas and such too. So I'll yeah. be driving a little bit. I'm not going to be in the hotel staying there, and um, but still, I'm, I'm gonna, definitely going to enjoy the conference, and I really can't wait for it too. Great. Yeah, so last week... We discussed the first pillar of business for real estate agents, your sphere of influence, setting it up and growing it to start cultivating your future sales opportunities. This week, we're going to continue the discussion on the next pillar, open houses. So open houses can be a great source of leads generation for all agents, especially for new agents hungry to find business and expand their network. So how do you maximize your effectiveness at open houses and convert people walking to the door into future leads? Some questions we're going to be answering today. So, Aaron, if you have an open house planned for, say, next weekend, what do you do in the week leading up to it? Because I'm assuming there's a little bit of prep work involved. Okay. Um, actually, before I answer your question, and I promise I will, I want to just reiterate, and I do this in any of the training courses that I do when I talk about uh, any of the pillars. I always go back to the original pillar, which is the sphere of influence, and just make sure I reiterate the importance to focus on that and have that solid before you move on. Now, the best thing about open houses and moving into the open house thing is, is you can do open houses anytime. So, um, and that, of course, people you meet and if you get uh, into a relationship with them and you're showing them houses, they're going to go into your sphere anyway. But um, just make sure, and then just to reiterate, if I was to ask you how many people is on your CRM or your um, management client management retention uh, system, the CRM on online office, how many people do you have addresses for? You should be able to give me an answer for that. And if you can't, then you're not ready yet. But um, I, I will answer your question on open houses. I just want to make sure that uh, um, you get that going and make sure you're focused on that first or at the same time at least. Um, so if I'm going to have an open house this weekend, what should I do? Uh, the first thing is definitely to know the area and know the house. Um, get out there, uh, do the research, find out uh, the homes that have sold on the street, the average price, 
uh, increase, decrease, know, know, the, know the real estate market in the area as well as specific homes that have sold because you'll get those questions. They'll test you. They'll, um, and the biggest tip with that is to find out something that sold recently on the street, find out their last name because you can do that on your MLS system and say the Johnson's house sold uh, four doors down. Uh, that's how you talk about it. It's the Johnson's house. So they're like, oh, you know the Johnson's. You know, just in the back of their head, you know the area, right? All right. Well, it's obviously really important to to make sure that you're well prepared for it. How about mm -hmm. trying to get people to come to the, yeah. the open house as well? I guess that's the it's next no step. good. No good at having an open house yeah. if you don't have people there, right? <laughs> yeah, nothing worse than being prepared and no one shows up, right? Yeah. Uh, first of all, online is uh, obviously a good way to um, increase traffic uh, through your open house and uh, different uh, MLS boards are going to have different uh, rules or ways to promote that. But Realtor.ca definitely in general across Canada has the way of putting your open house on Realtor.ca. So however your board does it, find out how to do it properly. In our board, it's a bit confusing. In Toronto Real Estate Board, you have to make sure that you go to manage my profile instead of adding it actually where it says add your open house, which is strange. If you add your open house to MLS, it'll just go to the realtors. Whereas if you go to manage my profile through Realtor Link, um, you can add it in uh, the Realtor Link, which goes to Korea, which goes to the Realtor.ca. A little confusing. But uh, so online, definitely. Uh, newspaper advertising is always great too. A little costly depending on the uh, price of the, the paper in your area. But um, uh, lots of balloons, lots of signs. Signs are really key. And people uh, put out about four, five signs, just enough to get people into the house. But my suggestion is uh, at least minimum of 30 signs. Get 30 signs on every single corner in that area with your name on it. It's free advertising. Most municipalities allow it. Um, so you might as well take advantage of it. All right. So... What about the like direct neighbors too? Do you approach them at all? Yeah. Um, so it's really, I mean, it's, it's, it's good for your business. And the best thing is to, you know, um, knock on the doors and um, invite them, uh, invite the neighbors in to hopefully help pick their new neighbors by, you know, getting out there and help, you know, if you know anybody who's looking to move into the area so they can help pick their new neighbors and just nice little opening line that you can use. Um, but if you knock on the doors of the area, you get to meet the people that uh, are living in the community and uh, potential for listings down the road too. So always a great idea to door knock the area prior to your open house and invite them out. I seem to remember you talking about a little trick where you invite like the neighbors to like an exclusive preview just before the open house starts. Is, am I remembering that correctly? To try Actually, and, like... it's interesting you say that. I think you got that from somebody else oh. because I heard the same thing the other day and I'm thinking, yeah, I never really did that. But um, definitely a uh, something that the agents do do. Uh, they'll do um, the open house. Let's say you do an open house between two and four, then invite the neighbors to come between one and two. And say, listen, I'll do an exclusive uh, preview before the open house. I'll be there be between one and two and get them to come in. And then you can chat about the uh, the neighborhood and get to know them a little bit better. Um, another really good one, and this worked really well for one of uh, our agents. Uh, she went to uh, our open house training uh, seminar and uh, took this tip, went and knocked on the neighbor's door that she was putting the sign out in front and gave them a $5 TIM card and said, can I put my sign at the bottom of your uh, driveway sort of thing to, um, you know, bring people into the area. So uh, they, uh, she did that. They called her during the open house to say, um, can you come over to our house afterwards to give us an idea what our house is worth? She listed their house the next week and uh, bought them a place as well. So oh, really well. Best $5 she ever spent, I guess. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny. I I just assume whenever I hear some nuggets of real estate knowledge, it probably came from Aaron. <laughs> uh, but I actually, I think I recall this the seminar I was watching when uh, the the speaker was talking about that, um, doing the exclusive bit for the neighbors beforehand. And one of the things they mentioned is if you can if you have that preview before and you get the neighbors coming in, it looks like it's already busy when people start showing up. And it's like that kind of club, like downtown club mentality. Everyone wants to go to the club with line in front, right? So if you see a lot of cars parked out front, you know it's probably a hot open house to look at um, as opposed to like, you know, there's no one around. You might just be like, okay, well, it doesn't yeah. look like it's that interesting. But if everyone's there already, a lot of cars parked in the area, a lot of people out front, you, you might be a little bit more interested to go inside and see what the fuss is all about. And interesting enough, you say that too. It works really well for one of our agents that does a lot of business through open houses and very good at uh, farming areas. Um, she will make sure to hold the people at the front and only take the group that is currently in the house through the house. And uh, the other people can't come through until she comes back through, um, holds them there. And she often has an assistant do that for her. So again, club mentality, you're waiting. Something uh, obviously very special. We want to get in. Oh, you got to wait, you know, and uh, the anticipation builds. It's funny because it's one of those counterintuitive things. You'd think that holding people out front, there's the chance they might just leave and say like, oh, I don't have the time to wait for 20 minutes yeah. or whatever to come in. But I mm -hmm. guess that is an acceptable strategy too. Yeah, that can work. Um, and there's different, uh, of course, there's different ways of doing it. And that's just one of them. But uh, yeah. yeah, an effective way for sure. So let's say you've got that lineup out front, Aaron. A lot of people are coming in. How do you, what do you do when they first come in the door to, um, to greet them or, or whatever you do? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I actually, it's funny you say lineup. I mean, it's the best open houses I've ever had are the ones that I only have one or two people through. So I can spend some quality time with them. Um, often when it's too busy, you're going between couples. You don't get to really meet them. They don't get to meet you. So, um, it is, uh, that, and I think that's why the, the lineup mentality works well as well is that uh, the quality of service you're giving the client as they're walking through the home is greater and you'll have the more, uh, you know, chance of, uh, you know, getting a, a good, um, conversation going with them. So, um, but when they first come in, um, there's there's different. I've tried everything. Put it that way. Um, anything from a sign-in sheet uh, to a iPad um, app called Open Home Pro, and that that was a really good app that I use. It just shows you're technology savvy, and they you just enter the information, and you can ask the questions. Are you working with a realtor? How did you hear about our open house? So that sort of stuff. So I can answer some nice uh, questions there, and then it goes into a CRM system. So that that's good too. Uh, having or not having a feature sheet. Uh, I think most people will have a feature sheet. I like to keep my feature sheets uh, more uh, picture rich, rich, and information light, um, so that it gives them a reason to call you. Um, I know one of our owner, um, you know, suggests often not to have feature sheets um, in order for them to listen. I know everything about the house. So if you have any questions, I'm here to answer it. And here's my card. You can call me anytime. It gets the phone ringing rather than giving them all the information and them taking it away. So, um, but when they come in through the front door, stand to the side, shake their hand and introduce uh, yourself. You don't want to be approachable to the point where you're overbearing or coming across as a salesperson. And uh, the best thing is to put them at ease. You know, with a nice little 
joke or something like that. One of our agents uses, uh, this is a two for one special today, you know, that <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. And I gotta say like, whenever I go into an open house, I was mentioning it to you off camera too. I typically have a bit of a defensive barrier up. I don't want to talk to the agent. I just want to go through typically and check out the home. I mean, if, if we do have any specific questions, obviously we'll ask the agent, but I like, I'm the kind of person who likes to just do it on my own time and not be approached. So I guess I've got that defensive barrier yeah. up when I walk in and I guess it's a shell that you've got as an agent, you got to crack in order to get through to me. And I'm sure a lot of other uh, potential clients or, or, or purchasers are, are in the same boat too. Is there, do you have any other tips or tricks other than just, yeah. is it just a matter well, that, of getting them at ease? Well, I mean, that's uh, yeah, get them at ease for sure. Everybody has a different uh, personality style. I come from a retail background, so uh, I used to teach retail sales and uh, the importance of open-ended questions and uh, and uh, to give them a little bit of a chance to browse and breathe and, you know, set them at ease too. So often what I do is uh, work between a couple different clients if they're both in there at the same time. And and that's often what we do in retail, right? You, you, you know, hand the, hand the shoe, see how this feels. I'll be right back. I'm going to, you know, talk to this gentleman and I'll, I'll see how you like and then you come back and you go between the two. So being able to juggle two at the same time is always, uh, you know, a bit of a, a bit of an art to it, to, uh, to sales, but, uh, yeah, just put them at ease. is the best thing. Um, open-ended questions, find out about their motivations and, you know, why are they in the area and what have they seen in the past and all the rest of it. You could just get, get them talking. There's something an 80, 20 rule. I'm sure everybody's heard of 80, 20 rule, 80, 20 rule, get them talking 80% of the time and you 20. And if you can do that, you're putting them more at ease because when they're talking, they feel comfortable. Sounds like a good plan. I, I'll i be interested to see next time I go to an open house to see if people are trying to do these, any, any sort of tactics you're talking about now that I can identify them a little bit better. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Now I'm looking at the next point here that I've got in the notes and now I'm worried that I didn't hear this from you. <laughs> However, is, is this something that you might have talked about before where you, you uh, have like the, the, the sign up sheet or whatever you want to call yeah. it, you, you turn into sort of like a raffle for, for like, um, for like after I think you did hear it from somebody else. Oh, okay. um, no, and I'm only going to say this because I'm, I believe that people are successful because of their personality, mm -hmm. whether or not you have a raffle or whether or not you, you just provide great information. Um, whatever works for you is great. Um, I guess some people may say, Oh, it's tricking someone and giving their information. They're going to give me their information because they want it. If at the beginning of the conversation, they put down a fake at a uh, fake phone number, for example. By the end of the conversation, I want them coming back and going, oh, by the way, I think I you know, messed up the, uh, the <laughs> nine and the eight there. Let me fix that. Um, because they do want to give you real information because they had a great conversation. They left it saying, wow, I'm glad I talked to talk to Aaron today. Like he really does know this area. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, let you know, I guess what I heard, and I, I, yeah. I think it was a seminar. I, I got a lot of these little nuggets from anyhow, and see what your take is on it. I will, um, because the speaker was talking about um, how you know a great thing you can do is you can you can approach a lot of local businesses and such and put together almost like a gift basket, mm -hmm. right? You can even have the gift basket at the front and a little sign up sheet and say like you know just we're giving away this this gift basket for like stuff like for the area, like maybe some local restaurants or whatever, like little gift cards and such like that. And he was saying, you know what, it, it's amazing how as soon as there's something tied to the signup, people are more willing to put down their proper information, not put down the false information. You're almost always going to get something, you know, that's legitimate, like that in terms of phone numbers or emails or whatever you're trying to get on the signup sheet. And it gives a reason to call afterwards. 
And he was saying even that some agents that he talked to, they make everybody win, uh, as, you know, to a certain degree. So they, they've got a reason to call back. You're like, hey, like, you know, you didn't win the gift basket, but you won a $5 gift card from Tim's or whatever it happens to be. And they use that. I said that was a really effective strategy to be able to have a, an excuse to follow up and have it so that you've got a warm reception on the other end of the phone call. Well, you just actually, uh, I've never done it, um, but you've given me a great idea because at first I was kind of, I, I was a little lukewarm on that idea because again, uh, I think it should be about selling the house. I think mm -hmm. it should be about the information you provide. I think it's, you know, they'll see you as the, the, the source of information. Um, I think that if an, uh, we'll call it an aggressive salesperson who really follows up and, and, you know, um, I think that would work really well for, but what I really liked what you were saying was everybody wins. And if everybody wins, then you call them, guess what? You win the gift basket. Uh, if I could get your address, I'll drop it off tomorrow. And all of a sudden now you have an address. Addresses are the best. If you can get an address, phone numbers are one thing, but an address are, are golden, right? Now you can send thank you letters. You can send, you can sphere of influence and newsletters. And um, they're a captive person that might be thinking about selling uh, their house in the next six months. You, you might as well market to them to the house. So um, I, I actually really like that idea now. <laughs> Go figure. I, it's funny how all these things, like I, I assume, came from you, but apparently not. Um, I do a lot of talks to different offices, yeah. and occasionally there's speakers before or after me that I get to have the pleasure of listening to. And I, I, I'm starting to remember the one that um, I did listen to about that was talking specifically about open houses, which is convenient for the discussion today. Um, so, okay, like, let's say you've got all those names and lists and everything too. Like, what is the the typical follow-up afterwards, like if you don't have that, you know, you're, everyone's a winner, call them back type thing. Like how do you end up, re, do you, do you reapproach the people? Do you follow up with phone calls with anyone you get on a list or do you just kind of wait for them um, to call you? Not, not a good practice, but I, I, I know personally, I follow up with the ones that were, um, that I knew, like I, I can tell them that at first five minutes, 10 minutes, you know, whether or not they're going to be a, somebody that's worth following up, whether or not we had a good uh, conversation or not. I tend to uh, not waste a lot of time on people that if they're not wanting to waste or not willing to spend any time with me. Um, and, you, and you're qualifying at the same time, right? Uh, a lot of news and neighbors. If you if you got a good connection with somebody, that's everything. And you know when you have it. Um, you just know at a certain point in the conversation when you're going, yeah, we're going to be able to work with these people, right? So, um I usually follow up with them, but I do know people that uh, take lists, they put them into our CRM system, do a drip campaign, put them on an action plan, send them newsletters, do all that sort of stuff. And that's not a bad idea too. It's just, you got to understand it's a numbers game and you're not going to win uh, as many percentage of the time with those. So as long as you understand that and, um, and manage it properly, again, there's many different systems and uh, I'm all about the connection typically. So I guess identifying the quality of the lead is always important when you're deciding where to yeah, spend I just, your time. I don't want, I don't want to spend the time as money. And, uh, as you get through, like when I first started, absolutely. Every single person was getting something, uh, you know, and spending so much time, um, trying to get everybody to buy a house. Right. And you have to realize that only one of the four people that drop by today is going to be buying or selling in the next six months. So you, you to identify that person and then to spend the time on them is more efficient. I find personally, but I, so Let's say you're in that situation that you were just mentioning before that, you know, at one point you were a new agent, just like many people are with, and you don't have any houses to sell. You don't have any open houses. Yeah. How do you, 
crack into that? Like, can you, yeah. what's the best way to approach agents? I know that there are successful agents that don't have as much time for open houses. How do you crack into open houses if you don't have any listings? And it's networking. If you, uh, I, I actually hear this some amongst agents every now and then is like, you know, I don't really have time for other agents, you know, and I'm not going to attend social events because I don't want to, uh, I don't want to get into the, you know, into the social aspect of the business. I'm just about getting down to business. Well, if you're getting down to business and there are other people that are getting down to business, it's good to surround yourself with people that are busy and have open houses and are willing to just share their information as well as their tips, tricks, even let uh, you uh, shadow, right? So uh, my suggestion would be is to take the open house list for your office and start going through the list with your manager even and saying, what are some of the agents that are willing to share, you know, and they'll circle or, or highlight these agents, give them a call and just say, new to the business, I'd love to uh, sit with you during an open house. And then as they get comfortable with you, they're going to call you every time they need an open house done. So uh, very successful in our company with doing that. So I think that would be the biggest tip there. I like that. Is there any other tips that you have before we start closing down the show? Um, just in terms of the connection, and that's uh, that's where I really found that I got the most, um, I guess, success through my open houses, was finding a problem. And what I mean by that is um, I know the information about the area. I know the, the houses that have sold in the area. So I can give all the information they're looking for. But every now and then I'd ask them a question right? Law of reciprocation. If I give them something of value, they'll give me something back. So the questions I'll ask will usually be around, um, you know, how long have they been looking? Um, do they let, you know, have they, have they seen, uh, here's, here's my favorite. I mean, the, I think this is the biggest one and it's not the problem, but have you seen the one that sold or just listed uh, two, two streets down? It's on Jackson street. And they'll say, of course, most of the time they'll say, no, we haven't seen that one. Well, I haven't seen it either, but I've booked a showing for 430 right after this open house. Would you like to just stop by? I can show it to you at the time, right? I'm going anyway. And they'd be like, well, yeah, you, yeah, it looks like a great house. I think it's right where you guys would like to be. So it's your first showing and why wouldn't they go? So I like that one the best. Um, and I, and I know I went off track there because I was talking about finding problems, but I typically will ask questions about, you know, if they got financing, you know, it's so hard to get uh, pre-approved these days and, you know, with the qualifications and this and that, I just happen to have a, a guy that can really, you know, work on that or, you know, just find the problems. Maybe they're the biggest thing is, oh, we have a house to sell. And unfortunately, I don't know whether or not to sell first or buy first. So I solve that problem for them by giving them the reassurance, reassurance, reassurance that if they put their house up for sale, they're in the driver's seat. They don't have to sell it. So if they don't have anything on the horizon, um, they don't have to sell. But if they do, they're ready to go. So I'll talk about staging. I'll talk about different things um, with getting their house up for sale. So give them some good knowledge uh, about selling and, uh, and, and they'll definitely see you as the authority and want to work with you in the future. So solving problems and then, of course, booking that uh, 430 showing, I think, would be a, would be a big uh, trick. Uh, also, I won't call it a trick. Well, uh, tip to, to a certain uh, degree, like the next thing they know, you're the, you're the real estate agent. They probably didn't even know how it happened, not. right? You just started taking yep. them on showings, and yeah, so it sounds like um, it would work to me. Yeah. The uh, the other thing, of course, is you know, and, and I think everybody gravitates towards this one. So, um, but it's you know, would you like to give me, like you, you know, give you a, a list of homes that uh, have currently 
been listed in the area or instant access. And we have something in Toronto Real Estate Board called the Collaborate System. And uh, uh, I think it's just fantastic when working with buyers. And uh, if I can get people on that, that allows them to set up their own search criteria and get instant uh, notification. They don't have to get any, they don't have to go anywhere else. All the listings are on there. Um, it's really engaging them um, to your system rather than them going off and using realtor.ca or any of the other platforms out there. So cool. I think we've dropped a lot of little nuggets of knowledge here. So hopefully anyone watching the show will have some ideas of how they could pursue, you know, open houses in the, down the road. Um, but again, before we sign off the show, I do want to again point out that we're going to be at conference doing a live taping of this show at 1230 uh, p.m. That's local time uh, on Tuesday in the Supplier Expo area. Uh, we're going to be interviewing two uh, candidates, not two candidates, two members of the Future Leaders Network of Century 21. And we're going to be discussing the future of real estate. So if you're going to be at the conference, check it us out for sure. I think it's probably during lunch in the Supplier Expo. There'll be like an open stage for it and everything. It'll be myself, Aaron, and two others from the Future Leaders Network. Uh, so that being said, if you like the show, you can subscribe to our show on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you find your podcasts online. And please don't forget to leave us a five-star review on those sites because it really does help. You can watch this and past shows at spotlight.century21.ca slash podcast. If you need to reach us, you can email us anytime at podcast at homeania.com. That's podcast at H-O-M as in Mary, E-A-N as in Nancy, I-A dot com. So this podcast was brought to you by the Spotlight and Marketing Program, an exclusive marketing package available only to Century 21 agents in Canada. Spotlight provides agents with a comprehensive internet marketing strategy for their listings. We provide high-quality HDR photography, stunning HD video tours, a cutting-edge responsive website, and an extensive advertising system that will help sell your listings faster, sell them for more money, impress your clients, and generate leads. Find out why so many top agents are using Spotlight by visiting spotlight.century21.ca today. Aaron, thanks again, as always, for, for doing this with me. Thanks, Linus. Everybody, thanks for listening. Have a great week.